Looking to create your best self, whether it's good for you lifestyle hacks, smarter ways to supplement, or tasty tips to fuel optimal health, Talk Healthy Today provides you the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I am absolutely in love with doing this podcast. I would be thrilled if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. Today's guest is someone that I have known for a long time. She has been on my other shows and this show as well. We've talked about reducing your kitchen carpet footprint, warming soups to get you through the winter, ways to reduce food waste, feeding the vegetarian in your family, and more. Today, we're going to be talking about micro goals, and we're going to get into some great recipes and food ideas and so much more. Hi, Liz. Welcome back. So good to be back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, good. You know, I can't complain. I'm I'm a little bored, but then again, we all are. And Just stay healthy. That's all you can hope for. All right. So you've got 10 top micro goals. Tell us about this. Sure. Well, there was actually a, a survey done of consumers and they found that there were like these top 10 uh, most common or my, you know, popular micro goals. And I'll quickly just rattle through this list and then we can dig into specific micro goals because the sky's the limit here. So eating less takeout or fast food, that was like the number one most popular. Maintaining your weight, certainly a popular one. Eating more um, nutritious lunches. And I guess because everybody's home now, we're more mindful of lunch. Uh, drinking more water, taking vitamins. That's an interesting, I really want to talk to you about that one. Getting outside more often. I want to talk about that too. Um, doing a five minute meditation each day was, was one listed. Prepping some meals in advance. That's huge. Substituting healthier ingredients and favorite foods. I know you're a pro at that. And then walking or biking around town instead of driving. So these are all very doable. And um, yeah, so any goal you want to chat about, but you know, I have my favorite, certainly. I would like to start with one that I'm struggling with that I think is super important, which is doing a five minute meditation each day. I've mentioned on the show before, I've got that monkey mind. It's all over the place. And my husband who has been meditating for 20 years and is like, Mr. Calm is always like, hun, especially now where we've all been home for almost a year. We're getting on each other's nerves. It's hard with our daughter. Like if you would do that, you would be less reactive. Right. And I'm and like, you- ah. It's a tough one. You know, I, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up because I'm like, you, Lisa, no, seriously, my, my brain is constant. Even when I do yoga, I find myself all over the place. I can never center my mind, but I know it is so important. And maybe, you know, doing, you know, downloading an app or doing yoga more often, some of us, <clears throat> the two of us need a little help from the outside world. You know, it's really hard to do it ourselves, but if you have an app. Or guided meditation, right? I mean, even that, even that, even maybe five minutes is too long. Why don't you try just two minutes of no devices and just have a timer so it goes off and just deep breathe. I mean, I think there's something that we need to do to help us get more grounded Mm -hmm. and to be 
least for me to be less reactive because it's it's a stressful time. Let's be honest. I mean, it's it's a weird, unprecedented time that we're in right now. It is. It is. And, you know, some people will talk about another way to think about meditation. And, and it's a good way to get your mind off things. And that is to just every morning when you wake up, don't go right to your device, but instead take out a piece of paper and write three things you're grateful for or thankful for. So you start the day really not like my three to-do list things today, but three things that you're very grateful for. And that will, um, that's positive, right? And it just gets your your brain into a good place. Now, you had mentioned there was one that you wanted to talk about. There was two. One was number five, taking vitamins. Talk to us about that. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I would say my advice on vitamins is always, you know, follow the science. So is there really good research to show that nutrient A is good for health issue B. So following the science and then making sure that you get a quality product because they're not as heavily regulated as we would like. There's this uh, USP is like this kind of like good housekeeping, if you will, seal of approval that you'll see on vitamins and minerals and nutrients and supplement bottles. So that's a good thing to look for. But um, regardless, you know, when I think about myself, and my goals. My goals right now are to keep my immune system strong and to keep my brain strong. So those are the two personal areas for me. Everybody has different health goals, right? And so for me, if I want to keep my immune system strong and I'm following science, the science says that vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc or selenium, these are nutrients that research shows will help to keep your immune system healthy. I'm not going to say it's going to boost your immune system, because there's no such thing. I'm not going to say it's going to prevent you from ever getting sick, but it prepares you. So you're ready. You know, you're ready. If you get sick, you're, you're at least starting from a good point, a healthy point. So those are the nutrients that I tend to take. And then when it comes to brain health, I actually, uh, full disclosure, partnered with a, a company called Neuro Reserve. I actually do recipe development for them. And oh, I do cool. uh, brain healthy recipes. I create for them for their blog. Oh, we got to have you back on to talk about that. Oh, we should totally. Oh my gosh, like we could there's there's something called the mind diet, which is the Mediterranean dash um intervention for neurodegenerative delay. So you want to delay the breakdown of your brain. You want to keep your brain healthy. Let's just say the mind diet is the way to go. And I would love to come back on and talk about the mind diet. But I don't eat like 100% great every day. Nobody does. So I do take a brain healthy supplement from Neuro Reserve. Again, full disclosure, I work with them. And that gives me like the assurance that I'm getting all these brain healthy nutrients. Again, the science says certain nutrients like omega-3s and lutein, like these are good for your brain. Uh, Choline. So we want to make sure if we're taking a supplement, it contains those nutrients. So follow the science, you know, when it comes to nutrient supplements. What are you taking any? Are you on any? I take a probiotic right now Mm, and I know I need to be doing more than that. I feel like even if you're eating pretty quote unquote clean, you're saying there are certain vitamins that we should be taking, especially over a certain age, right? Let's say over 40. Mm. Well, well, in the case of vitamin D, if you live in a part of the country where I live and you live where we're not outside in the sunshine a lot and it's cold and cloudy, you don't, get as much vitamin D as you really do need. It's hard to get as much as you need from your diet. So you can take a supplement with a thousand or 2000 micrograms a day, or rather, you know, in, I use rather a day and, and that that's fine, right? That's absolutely fine. Um, zinc, 
as you get older, your absorption is less efficient. A lot of people don't eat red meat. Red meat is a great source of zinc. So if you're a vegetarian, you're like, hmm, I might need to take a zinc supplement. My husband's a pescatarian, so we tend to eat a lot of fish. Anyway, we, you know, we, we will take a zinc supplement. And then vitamin C, I think I get plenty in my diet, but I'll take a little booster there every, every now and then, you know, take 500 milligrams just to up my intake a little bit. Uh, selenium, I eat so much seafood, so I'm not concerned about it. But yeah, you kind of look at your diet. What am I missing? What could I take? I don't get too worked up about it, but it gives me just that little extra assurance. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Now, you also were talking about getting outside more often. I have to say, I am the queen of getting outside. I came from California 20 years ago. Actually, it'll be 21 years ago in April to the East Coast. I never lived in cold weather. I have friends that have lived here their whole lives. They don't go out in the winter. To me, that's completely insane. You have to dress right and you'll be fine. You just have to layer up. Well, you know, you have dogs and that helps because you have to walk them. You I have do to have to walk them. Mm-hmm. So there, therein lies your, your motivation and that's a good one. But if you're like me and you don't have pets, I, I raised two boys. I always say I raised two little puppies. I know what it's like. I have, that's been like personally, one of my micro goals is to do something every day, some kind of movement. It could be a 10 minute yoga class online on YouTube. It could be that I go out for a half hour walk. It could be, well, we just got a Peloton and I'm actually so proud of myself. I have been doing it and I, I'm, I'm not an exerciser, Lisa. And that's the, there lies the hardest thing for me personally, which is why whenever I say at New Year's, I'm going to exercise every day, I know I'm going to fail. So this way, the little goal is do a little something every day. And so when I go out for my walk today, because you and I are talking about it, and I'll feel guilty if I don't, and the sun is shining, I will wear like two pairs of sweatpants because I know if I just go out in like these flimsy little yoga pants, which I have lived in for a year, I am going to freeze. So you really have to. And the hood for me, the hood on the coat, that's the winner right there. That keeps me really warm. But I think- Wear a hat. Yeah, a hat and the hood, the hat and the hood. But yeah, just, you know, getting air into your lungs is so important. And for a lot of people now who are stressed out and not getting outside- that leads to stress. And then that could lead to eating more because we're stressed out. There's no outlet, right? So getting out, even if it's 10 minutes, it's a good micro goal. Now with the eating less takeout slash fast food, I think if you have a place where you know the food, maybe it's a little local place and they have good quality food and you want to support them during COVID, I say eat out more. Mm. But as far as fast food franchises, I'm not worried about them. Yeah, I've never, you know, I've never been a fan of the fast food restaurants, but I am a fan of local restaurants that are takeout or fast and easy, but have more of a whole foods approach. You know, I'm not anti quote unquote processed foods because canned beans are processed, orange juice is processed. I'm anti heavily processed, right? So if you are, um, you know, needing to eat out, yeah, support local. And you know, I'll tell you that the um, Chinese food is like, and Thai food, best for takeout, it can tend to be a little salty. But those are always very veggie filled, lots of vegetables. And our Chinese restaurants, our friends in that industry are struggling right now, big time, because of xenophobia, you know, fear of the other, and uh, people just in general not eating out. 
So supporting that local restaurant, I totally agree with you, is so important. What you can do, though, I always say is, you know, when you bring that food home, know in your mind it's probably going to be higher in sodium than something you would make at home. Round it out with a salad. I mean, you can go to the grocery store and buy salad greens that are already in a box or a bag, you know, those plastic clamshell boxes, the bags. So easy, right? So you can whip up a quick salad to round out what you got at the restaurant. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's true. Now, when you're going for these micro goals, it would be, I would think about making these small changes, right? And and not being unrealistic. If you eat out every day to say, don't eat out anymore, right? Or don't dictate food to go. So how do you, or, or you get, maybe you get outside once a week and you just like go outside every day. Like how do we build up to where we want to be. Yeah, you really, you know, setting the micro goals is like I said earlier, taking those little bites. And so if you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to get fresh air every day, but I'm going to give myself one to two days off a week, you know, so it's really not every day. And you might build up to that, but give yourself, you know, cut yourself some slack. The mini goal little bites, you're, you know, you're not going to be perfect every day. So if you go into the little goal, mini goal saying, I'm going to try to get outside five days a week. Maybe that's better than saying seven days a week, right? You know, some days we get caught up in our every day. It's amazing how the day just flies by. They go by so fast. And because the sun sets so early, especially up here on the great white North and it's like four o'clock and it's dark and it's cold. I'm like, wait a second. I never made it out today. So maybe say, you know, five days a week. And then the other two days I'm going to do that online yoga class. Or I'm going to do, um, you know, sit-ups and push-ups, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm actually more, I'm doing more exercise now than before COVID because I used to do a Pilates class in town and then the schedule switched and it conflicted with my work and my daughter's schedule because I try to be around for her a lot. And now we're doing it over Zoom and I, it's been like eight months of twice a week, a mix of Pilates and weights. And I'm like, this is amazing. You know, so if you can connect with a class or an individual online and do it around the schedule that works for you, it makes it so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that that setting that little micro goal of doing something every day is in a way easier now that we have the know-how because before COVID, I would never would have imagined a Zoom class you know, connecting to a yoga class on Zoom or going even onto YouTube and finding a yoga instructor. You just wouldn't have ever thought of it. And a lot of it didn't even exist. So through COVID, I've done yoga classes. I've done now this Peloton, which is, again, it's all through the computers, through the app. And they don't just have biking. They have strength training and stretching and yoga and all sorts of things. I mean, the caveat is that it's not cheap, but It's, you know, if you're joining a health club, that's expensive too. So do the math and see what makes the most sense. And there are plenty of free yoga classes. I was into this yoga by Adrian or yoga with Adrian for a while. Got a little too easy for me personally, but what a lovely gal. And I mean, she would have like millions of views on these yoga classes. Yeah, she's like the number one on YouTube. And it's free. What a great service for people. So you can jump into it. You Again, no excuses for your, your little goals. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the prepping some meals in advance. That was one of the top 10. And you are the queen of all of this. So talk to us. Maybe not the meditation, but talk to us. (laughs) Give us some tips. Because I figure while you're here, you can throw in some tips to help us make these goals easier. Sure. So prepping ahead is really a lifesaver for so many people. A lot of people don't want to go to the grocery store every other day anymore. They want to go once a week or every other week and do that mega big shop. Let's be real. Like going to the grocery store is like, oh gosh, I have to go again. It's a big deal. And so you go with a plan. Okay, here's here's my meal. So I'm going to make for the next week or the next two weeks. And on my website, Liz's Healthy Table, I have a free download. It's a seven-day meal planner. You can just go in and say, all right, we're having you know, power bowls with whatever tonight. And then tomorrow we'll have leftovers at lunch at this, you know, and we'll do X, Y, Z. So you plot out your meals and then you download my free supermarket shopping list and you go to the supermarket and you buy all this food. And now you come home and you're like, oh my gosh, I have too much food now. But you dedicate a day or half a day. It might be a Sunday afternoon to prep. So if you know you're going to be making stir fried chicken and peppers on a Monday, well, on Sunday, you're prepping the chicken because you're cutting it up or marinating it. You're dicing your bell peppers. So you want to get those big Ziplocs. You want to get containers that you can put all your food in. So you are prepped and you're ready so that come the next night, you can just quickly whip it together. And I will say on that Sunday afternoon, when you're doing prep, that's the day to load your slow cooker or your Instant Pot or whatever appliance you got for the holidays. You're going to dust it off. That's the day to use it. And now what you've done is make a big pot of chili and you can portion it out and freeze and label it so you know you don't find it seven years later, but you label it so you know when you made it, what the heck is this thing? Because you know what happens? You pull stuff out of the freezer. You're like, what is, what's in there? So frostbitten, you can never tell. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to my freezer, Liz? Um, Are you spying? I am actually, I am through Zoom, through Zoom right now. Yeah, I can see what's in your freezer. Oh God. (laughs) So um, yeah, so it's that, it's the one day and you might be like, oh, this is a painful day. But think about how good you're going to feel all week long. You're not, like last night, I got some chicken marinating in one of those large Ziplocs. Um, like gallon size. I made the marinade. It took no time, threw the chicken in. And now tonight I will be able to cook that chicken in no time. It's going to taste good. So getting ahead of yourself and getting organized. And that's a great goal. And you might say, you know, my goal is every Sunday from noon to three after my walk, my little walk, I'm going to meal prep. And that's a real, that's a real art form. You know, there's a lot of books out there and resources on meal prep and meal planning. And, you know, it's funny because I just did a survey of my readers and my listeners, and I was asking, what are your biggest, you know, issues? The two biggest questions and concerns that came up, getting my teen to eat vegetables. So teenagers are not eating their veggies and meal planning. And it's because everybody's home and they are like, oh my gosh, I have to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, you know, this is part of it when you're making dinner, Think about how you're going to repurpose leftovers for lunch the next day so that your kids and your partner's spouses isn't like, what are we having for lunch? And you're like, it's in the fridge. It's in the mason jar. I made mason jar salads with last night's leftovers. I want to jump into those mason jar salads, but first I want to know what's in that marinade you made. I'm curious. I'll be thinking of you at dinner time. We're in the same time zone. So I can be like, "Mm, Liz is eating that yummy chicken with that 
scrumptious marinade. Well, interestingly, I signed up for a like a, a six week webinar series on uh, nutrition, cooking, and different global cuisines. And so every week you hop into this Zoom with a bunch of dietitian colleagues, and we are um, given a presentation by a fellow dietitian who was born and raised in a different country, but lives in the U.S. now. So tonight's tonight is on Cuban cuisine. Oh, that sounds So the whole point is if you're a dietitian and you counsel Cuban patients, you want to know what do people traditionally eat and how can I work within their diet constraints, you know, and their food preferences to help them eat a healthy diet. You don't want to say to somebody, you can't eat your favorite food. That's mean. You want to say, you love this such and such food. Here's how you incorporate it into a healthy diet. We're going to be making a recipe for this marinated chicken that you serve over like a pan seared romaine lettuce. Like you, you, you cut the romaine in half, you brush it with olive oil, and you just sort of sear it in a skillet. Anyway, you're also cooking this chicken. So the marinade. The marinade. I just have a little mini food processor. I love this. I threw in there some chopped onion, garlic, dried oregano, cumin, salt and pepper, orange juice, lime juice, and olive oil. Okay. I need you to write the amounts down because I'm going to include them with this interview because oh, I will send this to you. Those yeah. are my favorite. That flavor profile of that with the onions, the garlic, the cumin, the oh, the orange. That sounds so lime. Yeah, doesn't that sound great? And I literally I put that really chicken good. in to marinate, marinate last night. So it's going to have like twenty four hours marinating. Then you pat it dry and you discard the marinade, and then you just sear that chicken. You could grill it or you could cook it in a skillet, and that plus some greens and other well, you know, the romaine, but some other veggies is going to be part of this nice salad that you serve with some rice on the side that we'll be making and some uh, veggies. And so, I mean, you do all this together on Zoom. It's really, really fun. And super fun. I have been cooking so much during quarantine because I will hop into these Zoom classes. I signed up for master class and I'm cooking with a chef on that. It's just like, you know, if you can't travel, you might as well experience some of these different world cuisines and then you feel like you're traveling. Not really, but I'm, you know, kidding myself. Yeah, but just to have different tastes around the world and, and different flavors, that sounds amazing. Shake it up. Oh my God. You know, if it wasn't COVID, I would be showing up at your house around five o'clock ready to eat that chicken. <laughs> I would wait around. <laughs> now let's talk about the, the mason jars. Mm. You, you mentioned salads. Tell us about this mason jar salad. Well, I love, I love making power bowls or mason jar salads because it's a great way to use up leftovers and then reduce food waste. And so if let's say tonight I'm making Mediterranean power bowls, you know, I'm going to saute up some lean ground beef or turkey or, <clears throat> excuse me, or some of the meat-free grounds, you know, I'm going to saute it up. I'm going to add some fun seasoning. If it's Mediterranean, I might add some basil, oregano, that kind of thing, salt and pepper. And then I'm going to serve it with hummus and olives and maybe some tzatziki, you know, stuff that I just find at the store. I might dice up some tomatoes and cucumbers. So you create, maybe you add some chickpeas, you got to add avocado. So you make these, these build your own power bowls, let's say for dinner. Well, now I have all these leftovers. So I, what I do is I just layer those ingredients or some of them in a mason jar. So I might put the dressing on the very bottom. You don't want it on the top. You want it on the bottom. Then I might add some cucumber and tomato, some of that leftover ground meat or chicken, whatever it was. 
uh, some olives, maybe top it with some feta cheese. You know, you just keep layering, put the lid on. And then the next day you just shake it all up, just dump it into a bowl. So you could say to all your family members, Oh, last night's leftovers, everybody's got their own mason jar in the fridge. You can do it in like a Tupperware, you know, a plastic container. But it's just fun to have it already there so that people aren't bugging you. And then even like brown rice, I'm like a big fan of the boil in a bag, brown rice, because it cooks in like 10 minutes. So there's no excuse, right? There's no excuse not to get this good whole grain, all that fiber into your diet where you could do uh, quinoa. You know, you could have quinoa. Oh my God. You know what I've been having in my fridge already cooked and I love it because I can use them for lots of different things. Those little like golden potatoes, the really little ones. So I put them in the oven and I just put a little bit of avocado oil, just a little. And then I take them and I've been taking them and I call it hodgepodge (laughs) and I'll just saute them up with a little more avocado oil. And then I'll get like different flavors of chicken sausage. So it doesn't get boring. And then I found these amazing sauces at Whole Foods marinade sauce dressing. It's called Haven's Kitchen. Haven, H-A-V-E-N apostrophe S. They are out of actually New York, New York, New York. And we love the Zippy Chili Harissa. There's also a red pepper romesco. There's a few other flavors. And so I'll make this dish with the potatoes and the sausage, and then we'll have a salad on the side, or I'll make asparagus or broccoli or something. And it's really good because it's like it, it gives you a different flavor. I mean, this this Zippy Chili Harissa is described as a spicy, sweet sauce inspired by the North African condiment. It's very delicious. It's got a note of notes of cumin, cinnamon and dates. Yum. So good. Yeah. So just to have the potatoes already cooked. And then I can make a chicken that night and already have the potatoes cooked and just reheat them, you know, and, and use them whole. Or I can mix it with the veggie thing. I mean, it's just to have it in there. I love that. I love that. So let me let, let me build on that, okay? So now you're going to make your potatoes. And maybe you have leftover chicken or you have a rotisserie chicken, but that's your main protein. You've got these potatoes. So now I'm going to tell you how to make this amazing cheese sauce that's going to take no time. So you're going to take a bag of frozen cubed butternut squash, throw it in a saucepan with some water, a little salt and pepper, and just let it bubble and simmer for like eight minutes. Then let it cool a little bit, put it into a blender. I have like a a mini blender. I don't have like the mega Vitamix, just do an everyday blender. Blend it up and make a puree out of it. Put it back in the pot and add some shredded cheese. Now, the cheese that I did this yesterday, the cheese I used is a vegan cheese from So Delicious. Oh, nice. So Delicious Cheddar Style Shreds. Aren't those great? Yes. So I'm not going to say it melted as amazingly as regular cheese, but it melted. And now you have this cheese sauce that also is a butternut squash base sauce. Now you can drizzle that over your potatoes, this yummy cheese sauce. Or if you did baked potatoes, you could do like, you know, cut the potato open and now fill it with this cheesy sauce. What a great side dish. You could, you know, do the same thing where if you had broccoli, maybe you roast some broccoli florets. Use that as a topping for those potatoes, like a potato bar, like a loaded potato bar you could do with this sauce. Yeah. And so these are like all basic foods, but now you're giving them a slightly different spin. 
But it's, I do love those sauces, though, that you were, I've never seen those. Those are really they're good. They're so good. Yeah, they're in the produce section at Whole Foods. I, I, I don't know if it's across the country, but at least in this area. So definitely check. You know, I made nachos for my daughter the other night using the So Delicious, mm-hmm. the ones that you mentioned, the cheddar. You know, and I put a bunch of beans and then we had avocado and there, and there's a lot of things you can do with it. But you can make the cheese sauce that I just described and add it to those nachos. I love the black beans. I mean, black beans are to me like the most inexpensive nutrient packed food you can get. And they're so versatile. But I, I love the idea of homemade nachos with my cheese sauce that I just described. And then the beans got to have avocado on everything. Best food ever. And it's just, it's a fun lunch. I mean, that's an easy, quick, fun lunch for everybody. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, this is great because I love that you are so full of incredible recipes. So let's go back up to that list. So we've talked about eating less and takeout. You know, one of them is eating more nutritious lunches. School lunches come a long way, but it still has, there's still room for improvement. And certainly school lunch has been great for kids in need right now. Kids who are going, I mean, hunger is just rampant in the U.S. now. So sad. And they're providing those lunches, thankfully, still for a lot of kids. But, um, yeah, when you're home, the key really is always be thinking about repurposing last night's leftovers into something that's going to be really yummy, you know, for lunch today. You, you know, you could do something super easy. So on my website, well, actually, I just created this recipe for the American Institute for Cancer Research, AICR, and it's a recipe for these little eggy muffins. And basically, you just beat together a bunch of eggs. You add some sauteed veggies. I like to saute bell pepper. If you have kids who shy away from colorful vegetables, use yellow because yellow pepper will blend right in with the eggs. You can add some spinach, sauteed spinach and chopped basil. But you just create this sauteed veg. You add it to this whisked up eggs. You add some shredded cheese. It could be vegan or regular. You could then add, if you want, I like to use a pouch of like the um, salmon the Starkiss um, salmon, and you just flake it up. You could add that. But either way, you can add it to these muffin tins. You can spray them or just, you know, oil them. And then you bake them, and they come out like these little eggy muffins. And to me, that's like the best lunch to have. It's grab and go, or you can have it with a little salad, cut up some fruit on the side. And so having those things, and they freeze really well. So, so when you're doing your meal prep, your meal prep day, you can make a dozen of those, freeze a bunch. That's the key, I think, right now for families who are home. You've got to get organized. Oh, completely. Yeah. And I, it's funny. I don't know where the day goes. Like, it seems like it seems like it's going to be long. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, it's dinner? <laughs> what, what <laughs> I have happened? to cook again? Oh, no. I have, oh God. I know. Doesn't it, sometimes I feel like all I do is empty the dishwasher and do dishes. Right. It's, it's unreal. And I do always say, if I do the cooking, I am not doing the cleaning. So I, you know, my husband's been very spoiled this year, living with his wife who likes to cook. But I will say you got to do the dishes because it's exhausting. You have to get your loved ones in on the oh, action, Oh, yes. Right? It's a family affair right now. And if you can get your teens to cook with you even better, especially, like I said, they don't eat enough fruits and veggies, it's a struggle. The struggle is real. We always talk about picky eaters and toddlers. I'm going to tell you, the teens, they need they need to really work on increasing their, their fruit and veggie intake. So getting them in the kitchen cooking, they will appreciate it more and they'll be more you know, open to trying new foods because maybe they'll pick the foods. Let them go on TikTok and find a cool cooking video and you can make that recipe yeah. with them. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, my daughter sort of flipped out the other night because I've been making this. I found this great, also at Whole Foods, uh, and I have nothing to do with them, but they have this stir-fry blend. It's like two sixty nine dollars a bag, and it's got it's got shredded carrots. It's got broccoli. It's got onion. It's got red bell pepper. It's got green beans. I mean, it's really great. And I tend to eat more of a paleo because I have a lot of food sensitivities, and so it works for me. So I'll get some grass-fed beef and I'll, you know, saute that up and then I'll just mix it with the veggies and, and use one of the harissa or one of the other sauces or just salt, to be honest. And she was doing great with that. And then the other night, she's like, are you kidding me? We are this late into COVID and we're having these vegetables again. And I was like, are you kidding me? These keep me going. If she got sick of vegetables, but was still eating them the whole time, that's a win. You know, if she's amenable to trying different things. Well, I made asparagus the other oh, night. That's a good and one. it turned out, I, I think it's good if you don't, if you make it a little crunchy still, like it's cooked all the way through, but it's got that nice crunch. Mm-hmm. You put a little salt on it. Oh, she just like almost ate the whole pan. Did you, did so. you steam or did you bake? I, I baked. Oh, I love it. I love cauliflower. And on my blog, you'll find cauliflower steak. I have like a tutorial how to make cauliflower steak. I'm doing that in quotations. You roast it. It's so good. And then you can top it with anything. You can top it with like a marinara sauce. You can top it with sauteed mushrooms, like anything goes, or you just have it on the side and it's hearty. Roasted cauliflower gets so sweet. So if you're looking to kind of shake up your veggies, you know, like your daughter, I have a good one for her bok choy so inexpensive you just she likes bok choy if you buy the mega big it's like big old bok choy i slice it up wash it because it could be a little gritty and then i saute it in a little mixture of olive oil or you can use avocado oil and a little bit of sesame oil and then i add some fresh garlic and ginger and a little bit of soy sauce like a light soy sauce and it's this really yummy it's still crunchy the leaves get soft but then there's still a little crunch in the stems Great sausage. I've got to try that. Roasted Brussels sprouts. My favorite. Oh, delicious. My favorite. Oh, those are so good. There are a lot of good veggies out there. And, if you, and this time of year, what would you say? I know we're like, I just want to talk about food now. I know, seriously. Well, this time of year, it's all about like sweet potatoes and squashes. Like I love to take an acorn squash or a um, delicata, you know, slice it in half, scoop out the seeds, roast it. I, I just would brush it with a little olive oil, salt and pepper. And then I, I roast it cut side down. I just do like foil or parchment and then, you know, give it like anywhere like 30, 40 minutes, just test it. And then you can fill it with anything. You could do a mixture of, you know, quinoa with dried fruit and nuts. You can do, uh, you know, um, saute your, your grass fed ground beef and add some fun seasonings and use that to fill it inside. It's like a bowl meal, but the bowl is the squash. I love the spaghetti squash. The oh, best. that's so good. Because I put I put a nice meat sauce that I make with so much garlic. Liz, this has been so much fun. So is there anything else that you want to talk about today? And of course, you'll be coming back. I want to talk about the mind diet mm. and so much more. You are such a plethora of information. But any uh, last thoughts today? Oh, boy. Gosh, that's that. See, I, I answered all your questions without even a second thought. I would just tell people to, you know, head on over to my website because I have lots of ideas there. You know, something I've been doing on Instagram, Lisa, is I'm at Liz Weiss on Instagram. And every week I hop on with another dietitian named Roseanne Rust. And we do this segment called Nutrition in an Insta. 
And it's one of these split screens because we are sort of interviewing each other and we have this conversation and every week, oh, so, all right, so every week we have a conversation. We're doing a heart health, sort of Valentine's heart health segment. And I'm going to talk about your brownies, which are on my blog from your book, your gluten-free brownies made with cashew butter. Oh, oh so my good. gosh. And the cocoa powder. I mean, like the best recipe. Well, that's Aaron McDonald developed that. Is there a way for people to rewatch ones or they're just live and then, okay. So with the Instagram that we do, this uh, nutrition in an Insta that we call it, if I host it, it will live on my wall and in my IGTV. If Roseanne hosts it, it lives on her wall and, and in her IGTV. So to watch any of these shows that we do, you either go to at Liz Weiss or you go to Roseanne. She's actually at Chew the facts. Chew the facts. Oh, I love that. You should have her on. She's a dash. Oh, yeah. Dash diet. She's a dash diet expert, which is a heart healthy diet. And so anyway, we do this whole thing where like we, we our tagline is nutrition in an Insta where science meets the food at your table. So we're very focused on the science. Really great. No hype. But like, what does it mean in terms of food? Like, what are you going to serve your family? And we're both big cooks. So you could always come back and watch. Our, our segments. And they're like 30 minutes because we just can't stop talking. We, we do that every, we try to do it every week. Well, I'm so flattered you're including the brownies. Everybody go back and check that out and tell us about your two books. You have two books, right? Or have you written a third edition? Well, no, no. So my, my first book was called The Mom's Guide to Meal Makeovers. Second book, No Wine with Dinner, W-H-I-N-E, No Wine with Dinner. And then I have an ebook series, which is a series of coloring books, yes, coloring cookbooks. And one of Those were one is on smoothie bowls, one is on healthy family dinners. So you get like, for example, if the recipe was for a, these cute little salmon cakes, the coloring page would be a salmon themed coloring page. And they're mostly like these beautiful mandala designs. So good for kids and adults. And then I have a, um, an alphabet one. So A is for avocado, B is for blueberries. So cute. And those are downloads and it's like eight ninety nine, I think, for the bundle for all three. And now those are meditative. Oh, yes. Just oh interrupt, gosh, right? When you're coloring, that's Ooh. a really good way to kind of disconnect and get really into what you're doing, which is really good. That hyper focus and just you're just fo- you're not thinking of anything else because you want to make sure you're coloring in the lines. <laughs> at least for me. Unless you're three years old and then you're scribbling everywhere, which is fine. You know, I, I think, might do that too. I don't know. I think this is good, Lisa. I think you should, um, I can send you a, a few coloring pages. You know, I'll send you the egg page. That'll take you a long time. There's a lot. Of, it's like beautiful. Very interesting. Yes. And then you could just sit and color and get your mind off your very long to-do list. (laughs) That would be nice. Now, so we, so we got to get your books and then give us your main website. It's Liz's with an S, Liz's healthy table.com. And I have, you know, the freebies and the cookbooks tab. I have a blog. I have a podcast also. Yeah. Tell us about the podcast. So that's called Liz's healthy table. You were on about a year ago, which was a great episode. Yes, it was so much fun. And I have different guests. Actually, the show with my the show I'm doing now is on like a Q&A because you know how I said I surveyed my community and so many good questions. So my intern, Jordan, we're going to hop on Zoom and record that way. And then she's going to ask me like a zillion questions. So that's a Q&A show. Oh, nice. I want to do it. I have a show coming up on the flexitarian diet, which is a flexible vegetarian diet. So I'll have an expert on to talk about that. 
And then I want to do a show. I have so many. Oh, I want to do a meal planning show and meal prepping because, again, meal planning is so popular with people. But they need to get started. You know, they need to get jump started. And I, right. I got to do a show on teens and vegetables because, boy, oh, boy, we, we, we really need to give parents ideas to get their kids a little more engaged in the, uh, the world of vegetables and fruits. I know. I love vegetables. Well, and I adore having you on the show, Liz. You, you're, we always have such a good time. It's like two old friends. And speaking of that, you're one of the first people I met here in New England, and it was lovely. And I can't believe it's been 21 I years. I can't. Almost. No, time, time flies by. Going, you had little kids. Mm-hmm. They can't be little anymore. No, I have. It's like blowing no, my mind. 25 and 22. Now, are they eating their vegetables? They do eat really well. So Josh is the older one. He's like Mr. Finance and he hates to cook and, but he lives with his girlfriend and she's lovely. So she, I had them on, on a Zoom call or a FaceTime or something the other night. And she said she's really making more of an effort to get more veggies onto the table. So they're good. They're millennials. They're doing great. Simon, the younger one is up in college and he and his buddies are great. You know, they go to the grocery store once a week, they all shop together and he's like, Oh, we did like a stir fried chicken the other night and we had peppers with it. And so they're really into getting their veggies. It's really nice. They cook a lot. He loves vegetables and he eats, he's gluten-free, but otherwise he eats everything. He's a great eater. Wow. Well, you did a heck of a job. Look at that. I did. That's great. It was hard, but I did it. It was a slog. <laughs> parenting. There's a whole other oh, thing. Gosh, that is the parenting thing. It's, you know, it, it, we put all this pressure on ourselves and nobody is perfect people. You just, you know, I always say you just do the best you can do. And that ties right back in with our micro goals. If you say, I got to get an extra fruit on the table every day. So maybe it's going to be a breakfast. And my advice there would be fruit first. The first thing that comes out is fruit. It's not the bowl of cereal. It's not the waffle. It's the fruit and your kids are hungry and they have beautiful strawberries, an orange cut up. They're going to eat it. So you're like, Ooh, check one down a bunch to go, but it's good. Well, Liz, this has been good and uh, great. In fact, so glad you came on. You can find out more about me. If you follow me on social media at Lisa Davis, MPH on Instagram and Twitter. And I just am late to that clubhouse party thing. I just found out about it. It's super fun. I'm also at Lisa Davis, MPH there as well. And please go to talk healthy today. We are on so many different platforms, wherever you listen, rate, review, subscribe, and please keep coming back. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Healthy today. I hope you got as much out of the show as I did. I feel so lucky to talk to so many incredible people to help you live your healthiest life. So please rate, review, and subscribe and never miss an episode of Talk Healthy today.